At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on the look ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And every college football fan knows that this time of the year is one of the most exciting times to be a college football fan. Because starting now, here in November, no, it's not just the most important games of the season. As the saying goes, the games in November are the ones you remember. No. It is action. Starting Tuesday night, we will have football almost every night of the week. Almost every day of the week, you got action on Tuesday night. You have uh, Wednesday. There's going to be a couple of Mac games. You have Thursday night football. You got Friday night football. You got Saturday football. And you got Sunday football. And so every day this week, there is football. It's great. Let me give you a little bit of primer on the MAC, the Mid-American Conference right now. There's the East and the West. In first place overall in the entire conference, your best team is Northern Illinois. They are 6-2 and overall, 4-0. Inside the conference, Northern Illinois has uh, racked up wins over Georgia Tech. Very impressive to start the year. Losses to Wyoming, though, and a blowout loss to Michigan, 63-10. to But they have since 
uh, beat Maine. Congratulations. Eastern Michigan, Toledo, Bowling Green, and Central Michigan. So with uh, four games left on their season, Northern Illinois will be an attractive team to look at when they uh, are at Kent and then home against Ball State, then at Buffalo and home against Western Michigan. So that is your first place team overall in the Mid-American Conference. Like I said, 6-2 and two overall, 4-0 in the conference. They lead the West. Over in the rest of the conference is just a bunch of 4-4 four and four teams. Toledo's 4-4, four and four, Ball State's 4-4, four and four, Central Michigan's 4-4. Four and four. And then over in the East, you have Kent State, Miami of Ohio, both 4-4. Four and four. Buffalo is 4-5. and five. Kent State and Miami of Ohio are in first place in the East at 3-1 and one each. So both those teams have a chance to do something. Kent State uh, won against Buffalo, so they have the tiebreaker. Um, so as long as, you know, they finish out with uh, a, a tied record with them in the conference, they will be your representative for the MAC East. Let's take a look at the bottom feeders in the Mid-American Conference. At three and at one and seven overall, it is the Ohio Bobcats. They are one and seven overall, one and three inside the conference. At two and six overall, the Akron Zips at one and three in the conference as well. Bowling Green is three and six overall, but they're one and four inside the conference. Those are your bottom feeder teams in the MAC. Now let's get to the games that we will see here on Tuesday. Ball State is at Akron, and Ball State is a 20-point favorite over Akron with a total of 57 and a half. Uh, this spread, I guess, has gone down. Uh, it was 20 and a half. We'll get you updated here. Oh, now 20 and a half on DraftKings. 58 and a half is what it's at. So it did go up. So it's at 20 and a half and 58 and a half. You will, the next game you will see is Miami of Ohio at Ohio. And I just mentioned the Ohio Bobcats as being one of those bottom feeder teams. Miami of Ohio is a seven and a half point road favorite over Ohio with a total of 52 and a half. You have this one and seven overall program against a four and four Miami of Ohio team. Eastern Michigan will travel to take on Toledo. And Toledo is a nine point favorite with a total of 53. Nine point favorite with a total. It's actually 53 and a half is the total there. So those are your three games all in the state of Ohio on Tuesday night. You have one game in Akron, one game in Athens, and one game in Toledo. Three games in Ohio. You're actually going to have a fourth game in Ohio coming up on Wednesday night as Kent State will host Northern Illinois. Kent State is actually three and a half point favorites on Wednesday against Northern Illinois. The other game is Central Michigan and Western Michigan. A little rivalry there. Uh, they'll play in Kalamazoo with Western Michigan as a 10-point favorite at home against the Chippewa of Central Michigan. I used to love playing with the MAC teams in the old NCAA football video games because I, I always liked 
trying to take a team that was unranked, uh, a bottom feeder team, and go undefeated and then not get any love in the BCS. And then three years later, after three undefeated seasons, finally get into the BCS National Championship game. That was fun. Like, I, I, I played with Western Michigan for a long time. Uh, you know, then I would switch and, and I'd go to Miami of Ohio and things like that. So it was, it was fun playing with these MAC teams. But MACTION's fun because when you watch these games, bizarre things happen. And in the past, we've seen just crazy things happen in these games. We're talking about, you know, last second fumble returns for touchdowns, uh, block kicks, um, just, you know, terrible special teams and it's things that you don't expect. Expect the unexpected when you're watching Mac football. So what do we like here coming up on uh, Tuesday night? Haven't exactly settled on a pick yet, to be honest with you. I'd lean Miami of Ohio because Ohio this season has been bad. Um, I don't care that they're at home, really. This is a team that lost their first four games of the season. They beat Akron, and then they've lost three straight. The thing is, though, is that Ohio, in the last three games, has been competitive. So, kind of scares me off a little bit. Like, they lost by a field goal to Central Michigan, lost by one point against Buffalo, and lost by a touchdown against Kent State. And now at home, they are getting seven and a half points. Kind of worries me that maybe this is a team that's kind of playing with a little bit of confidence, finding itself a little bit, not quite sure I want to lay the points here with Miami of Ohio, but they're the better football team. You know, Miami of Ohio lost to Army um, 23-10. They lost to Army. They lost to Cincinnati first game of the year, 49-14. to They lost to Minnesota in a game that they were very competitive in, 31-26, and that was at Minnesota. And Minnesota could be the representative for the Big Ten uh, West in the Big Ten title game. And Miami of Ohio, you know, they were competitive in that game. Lost 31-26. So uh, they did score late. They were actually down by more than that, but they had a late touchdown in that game. So Miami of Ohio has proven themselves. uh, They have a little bit of chops this season. Um, But do I want to lay over a touchdown on the road? against Ohio in the first primetime Tuesday night game of the season. Perhaps uh stadium could be rocking as we get ready for these games as the fan, the students, uh, student section gets ready for these games. Toledo, probably the, probably the safe play. They're minus nine at home. Toledo um, has played well. They had that game that they should have won against Notre Dame. Uh, you know, they, t- they really should have won that game against Notre Dame. A couple of tough losses to Northern Northern Illinois and Central Michigan. But this is a team, you know, if they win those coin flip games, we're talking about a 6-2 and two team instead of a 4-4 four and four team and a team that took Notre Dame to the brink at South Bend. So I think Toledo is probably the top team here that we can look at. Um, you know, with their wins, all four of their wins coming by 
pretty good margins, and their defense is the top defense in the conference right now. So Toledo would probably be the lean here for the play on Tuesday night. We'll update that, though, as we move here throughout the show. Mac football is fun. You don't have to bet every game, so you could just take the night off and just enjoy watching it because guarantee you something crazy is going to happen here watching <laughs> watching some action on Tuesday night. Uh, this is going to be a fun week in the top 25 for sure because there's games that are obviously of importance for the college football playoff rankings, and we're going to get the first college football playoff rankings here uh, coming up. But you also have a team like Wake Forest, number 10 in the country, undefeated as a underdog on the road against North Carolina. You have a Michigan State team coming off their win against Michigan, laying a very small number on the road in Purdue against you know a, a, a place where maybe that could be a letdown spot. You have a huge game in the SEC between number 12 Auburn and number 13 Texas A&M. And you, you have a couple of other sneaky spots here on this top 25 schedule. Let's go through this top 25 schedule and talk about those sneaky spots coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. The look ahead here on VSN, the sports betting network. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll be joined by Jonathan Von Tobel, host of The Edge and Hardwood uh, Handicappers here on VSN, our senior NBA analyst. We'll talk all things NBA coming up uh, about 15 minutes or so. From now, But I wanted to continue the conversation in the world of college football because it's a very interesting top 25 schedule this week. And I think that there are spots that uh, are worth exploring. Um, every single week I look at the board and I circle spots before I dive deeper into the games and come away with my selections for the week. So far this season, I have a record of 20 wins, 8 losses, and 1 push betting college football. Uh, all my picks I give out here on the show, and you can read them on the VSIN Best Bets article that comes out on Thursday mornings. The first top 25 game that I circled is the Wake Forest-North Carolina game. It's a spot where you have undefeated Wake Forest, number 10 in the nation, on the road at North Carolina, and North Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, North Carolina doesn't deserve to be a favorite in this spot, but is this a situation where, as Tim Murray, host of the Nightcap, would say, embrace the stink? Or is this a spot where North Carolina is coming off a game against Notre Dame and teams that come off games against Notre Dame do not fare well the following week, and this is just a, a bad football team? an average football team, a four-and-four football team. As they say, you are what your record says you are. North Carolina this season has lost to Notre Dame 44-34. They lost to Florida State, as embarrassing as that is, 35-25. Lost to Georgia Tech 45-22. And they lost to VaTech in the opener 17-10. Their wins this season, Georgia State, Virginia in an absolute shootout, 59-39. Duke and Miami in another shootout, 45-42. They haven't beaten anybody. Okay? Georgia State and Duke, throw them out the window. The wins against Virginia and Miami, games that could have easily gone the other way because their defense was not able to stop both offenses. And so now you enter in this game against Sam Hartman and this Wake Forest offense that is capable of scoring 70 like they did against Army a couple of weeks ago. A team that is 
pretty much a lock for the ACC championship game. Well, maybe not. You know, NC State will have something to say about that next week. Is that the argument here? That it's a trap game for Wake Forest, who has NC State coming up next week in a game that will be for the opportunity to go to the ACC championship game? They got NC State, Clemson, and BC to finish up the year. This game against North Carolina, Wake Forest, they're just a better team right now. I got to dive more into this, but they're a better football team than North Carolina this season. Um, It's a rivalry, if you will, a little tobacco road rivalry. You know, you got North Carolina, Duke, and Wake Forest. These three schools, very, very close proximity to each other. And we'll see um, what my research comes away with when I dive further into this spot. Next one that I circled was the Liberty-Ole Miss game. Ole Miss, nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Liberty. And I love this Liberty team, and especially when Malik Willis plays uh, because they had that moment against North Texas where they didn't cover when Malik Willis left the game. Their only losses were the game against Syracuse where they, okay, Syracuse ran the ball really well against Liberty, which was shocking because Liberty's defense had been playing great up up until that point. And Liberty still came, came from behind, from multiple scores from behind, tied the game at 21, and then scored the go-ahead touchdown to go up 28-21, or 27 with the extra point pending. However, on review, it was determined that the receiver, who was wide open without a defender around him, his foot touched the line because he made one of those, he made like a sliding catch, you know, he kind of slid on his on his rear end, and his foot hit the white of the of the sideline. So he was determined to be out of bounds. Then they get stuffed on fourth and one. So they instead of getting a touchdown there or even getting a field goal, they get stuffed, and then they stop Syracuse. They get the ball back. And you think they're going to go and win the game? Malik Willis gets sacked and fumbles. Syracuse kicks the game-winning field goal. So that was their only loss up until the disaster that was the UL Monroe game. And you want to talk about maybe just a a, a lapse in preparation, uh, just a just a you know sloppy performance. I mean, inexcusable. Thirty-five point favorites. They lose to UL Monroe. But this is still a very talented football team. And I think going on the road to play against an SEC team in Ole Miss, okay, with their head coach, Hugh Freeze, who was the former Ole Miss head coach, I think this game is personal for Hugh Freeze. I think this game means something for Hugh Freeze. And I think the players on this Liberty team will fight for their coach, Hugh Freeze. And I'm telling you, Matt Corral's still not 100%. 
I can see Liberty going into Oxford and pulling off an upset here. So I'm going to dive further into this game like I do. Like I said, I'm just, I just circle the games early in the week, and then I dive for deeper in. But right now, this could be one of my favorite spots on this board is Liberty at plus nine and a half. Uh, SMU coming off that loss against Houston has to now go on the road to take on Memphis. And SMU is laying five and a half points. I've been on Memphis a bunch this season. They're a four and four football team. Uh, They are coming off a week off though. They had a bye week. The last time we saw them play was a game that I didn't have them as as an official play and I added them late as an official play only to find out an hour before kickoff, that starting quarterback Seth Hennigan wasn't going to play. And the defense actually had their best performance of the season, holding UCF to just 24 points. But the offense could not get anything going without their starting quarterback, so they lose 24-7. to Memphis, as a home underdog, is an attractive play for me here against number 23, SMU. Uh, keep moving down the list as I continue to look at the games that I have circled. I'm looking at this um, Houston team is a possible spot here. Houston coming off the win against SMU. They are now ranked in the top 20, 25. They're number 20. This would normally be a fade spot. There's a lot of people, a lot of respected college football analysts that would say you fade teams that are newly into the top 25. The problem with this fade here is that South Florida stinks. Okay? There. I said it. South Florida stinks. And for Houston, should they lose, okay, they're not guaranteed to be in the American Championship game. Right now, Houston is in control of its own fate, right? Well, you're not in control of fate, obviously. They're in control of their own path, if you want to say it that way. Because as long as they win out, they'll be undefeated in the conference, and they will be in the American Championship game. But should they lose... They'll, fall, they'll have one loss. SMU has one loss, but Houston has the tiebreaker over them. But SMU plays Cincinnati. And let's say SMU beats Cincinnati. Well, you're going to have probably SMU and Cincinnati in the, in the American Championship game and not Houston. Why do you want to leave it up to a, a three-way tiebreak scenario? What you'd rather do is go ahead and win out, get yourself in that championship game. They're 13 and a half point favorites against a very bad South Florida team. Circled spot, not an official play yet. We'll dive more into that as the days progress here this week. Let's get into the NBA coming up next with Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. 
The VEASAN mid-season football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. The look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Joined now by our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, host of The Edge here on vcin and also the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. JVT, I really hope you didn't have the Celtics here tonight. Uh, no, I did not. Really quickly, too, by the way, please add uh, part author of the College Basketball Guide to all of my titles. I would appreciate that. I get Hardest that working man here at Vison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, look, I wasn't on the Celtics today. You know, I were talking about this off the air. You know, I had them uh, as my short play. I thought the value was on the Boston Celtics. I thought the spot was perfect for Boston coming off of a double overtime loss, which they should have won to the Washington Wizards over the weekend. Uh, but this is a team that's got some problems in terms of its late game execution, man. Like, if you're looking at the way that they flubbed this game against the Bulls, how about this? Not a single defensive rebound in the fourth quarter against Chicago. Ew. Like, yeah, like, it's just, there's problems all the way around. This team, from an offensive standpoint, when Brown and Tatum are on the floor together, offensive ratings are incredible. Take one off, it just plummets. There's a lot of execution and a lot of the small issues that the Celtics have to work out here now. So, Look, I think going forward, I think they have a spot against the Magic coming up next, if I remember their schedule correctly. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's a spot to potentially get right, but the Magic don't lay over for anybody, man. They got some pretty good talent. So, you know, this Boston team, from a power rating perspective, it's going to take a hit, but you wonder if it's going to take enough of a hit for the, for you to find some value on them against Orlando next time out. Uh, the Knicks were seven-point favorites at home against the Raptors. They lose outright at the Garden. It was just a, it was a bad third quarter. Uh, they just got blown out in the third quarter and could not pull away in the fourth quarter. Uh, what's been the issue that you've noticed, uh, if there is one right now, for this Knicks team? So there's a sneaky little thing developing over the last couple of games that I think is going to be worth monitoring going forward with the Knicks. Uh, in their game against the New Orleans Pelicans that they played just before this one, gave up an offensive rebounding rate to New Orleans over 35%. I think it was 36 38%, somewhere in that range, really high. Today, the Toronto Raptors, Destroyed them on the glass. Again, 31.5% offensive rebounding rate for the Toronto Raptors. And look, the Raptors came into today tied for first with the best offensive rebounding rate in the league. But now we're talking about three of these games for the Knicks, allowing opponents to grab over 30% of their misses. You know, over a shorter sample size, uh, that's kind of alarming. And so I think that's going to be something to monitor here going forward for the New York Knicks. Because last year, they're middle of the pack in terms of their rebounding. You know, and I think in a couple of metrics, if I remember correctly, they were a little below average when it came to keeping opponents off the offensive glass. But if this is going to continue to develop, that's going to be a problem for them. And then you just get the larger point, right, Scott? Like when you're looking at what we talked about with the Knicks, like, you know, it's great that you can take as many threes as you do and you shoot as well as you do. But when you negate, you know, or when you, I would say, actually forget uh, some of the other areas of the floor, your offense tends to suffer. Case in point today, just 13 to 22 within four feet of the basket. That's just 59.1%. So they got beat up on the boards, gave up a lot of second chance points. And uh, the Raptors came out and performed very well in transition. And that's the other little sneaky thing that the Knicks have to worry about here. Came into today, bottom half of the league in transition defense. Toronto did a pretty good job, got out and ran really well against them here. So those are two things, rebounding and transition defense that I think we want to start to monitor here for the New York Knicks going forward. What did you make of the shorthanded Sixers handling the Blazers here on uh, Monday night? You know, man, I, that's more about Portland than it is about Philadelphia. Hmm. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers are not a good team. 
And when you look at the personnel, you would think they should be. But here's the deal. And this has been my thing with Portland, going back to the bubble in Orlando. If you remember the narrative around Portland after those eight games, which was, look out, Lakers are going to be in trouble. And one (laughs) of the points I made, and you can find, I had an old tweet about it. They are a poor defensive team, just poor. I want to put another P word in front of that before professionals. Like they're abhorrent (laughs) on the defensive end of the floor. And here today against a team that did not have Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons on the floor, they give up an offensive rating in non-garbage time of 122.8. That's abysmal. The Charlotte Hornets shot the lights out against them over the weekend. This is going to be, yet again, one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA, and they did nothing to address it in the offseason. So we're going to get the same thing. We're going to get high variance. We're going to get a team that's probably pretty good on the offensive end but can't stop a nosebleed, and you're going to continue to get games like this where a team that is missing its top three players still puts up an offensive rating of over 120. It's just bad, man. Absolutely bizarre. I know a lot of people rush to the window to get in those Blazers tickets once the uh, announcements came out about the players that weren't going to play. And, uh, the you know, just um, the Sixers just, wow, they uh, they outperformed. Uh, over Since the first two weeks of the season here, um, any overall theme that you have noticed, any trends that you have noticed, what are you picking up on here at this point in the season so far? So the biggest topic of conversation through the early part of the season has been the unders coming in at, at a really high rate. So I have to update it over the last uh, three days or so. But uh, if you go back to it was uh, Wednesday, the unders were hitting at about a 60% rate. And since then, we've only had one day go to the overs. And that was actually tonight. And that was five of the four, uh, five of the nine games went over the total. So this has been a low-scoring start to the season. And a lot of this has to do with the way that these games have been officiated. If you look at some of the numbers from this season to last season, right, average offensive rating, how about this, 107.3 this year. It was 112.9 last year. If you look at some of the free throw numbers, uh, 2.2 free throws made fewer. If fewer made free throws, every 100 possessions on average, as opposed to the 19.2 that you saw last year. It was 19.2 last year, 17 in terms of the free throw rate this year. We're seeing that this officiating in terms of the bump fouls not being called is changing the way that these games are being played. And it hasn't so much been a negative. It's just easier to play defense now for a lot of these teams. And you're starting to see that come forward. You're seeing teams like the Atlanta Hawks and uh, the Brooklyn Nets, two teams that ranked within the top five in terms of free throw rate last year, really struggle offensively. And, of course, those are two of the teams that are really solid to the under so far this year. But how about this? I was just going through some of the numbers right now. If you go back to last year, the average total on a game was 224.1 over the course of the first week of the season. The average total was 223.1. And over the last seven days, the average total is 219.1. Wow. So we're talking about a four-point difference on average for these totals just from the first week alone. So as these unders are coming in, I would just stress the betters, again, adjustments are being made. And you can clearly see that with the average total over the last seven days. So don't just go out there and blindly bet. I don't think it's a coincidence that over the last seven days, we've seen an average dip of four points in the total, and we get our first day to the over in well over a week. Yeah, wow. So interesting to keep a note on that, that maybe teams are, in fact, going to adjust, and we'll start to see maybe the books creep down the totals and the numbers go uh, above. Let's take a look at the slate here on Tuesday. Is there any spot that jumps out to you on this board? Uh, Right away for me, and you and I have talked about this in the past, I love picking on bad teams. So I got the Lakers here at home against the Rockets. I got the Suns against the Pelicans and the Bucks on the road against the Pistons. Uh, why shouldn't I pick on these three teams? So I would say with the Lakers, the problem with the Lakers is, and this is something I think I'm going to write about for Points Grid Weekly this week. So the Lakers have been pretty clear in that they're really experimenting. If you go over some of their lineups, right, in terms of the ones that they have used, uh, there's just a smorgasbord of, of lineups <laughs> who have like similar uh, possessions played, right, all together. 
And if you go back to Saturday, Sunday, for example, right, when they play the Houston Rockets, for the first time this season, you see that Russell Westbrook, AD, and LeBron James on the floor together without a true center in the starting lineup. So it's clear that Frank Vogel is experimenting with things. And on that Sunday, right, they're laying 12 points. Houston gets in the back door. They cover by 12. So I would just be careful with the Lakers because clearly right now, Vogel's goal is just to see what he has with all of the personnel that he's got. And I don't, it's not necessarily they don't want to win the games, but they're using experimentation over motivation to win some of these games. So I I would always caution you with that. But one of the games you did mention, I do have circled. I'm really curious to see, and I haven't seen this pop up yet, what the market's going to do with Phoenix and New Orleans. So I was on Cleveland on, was it Saturday night, where they snuck in as well. They were a 10 point underdog. They ended up getting in there by nine or eight points. Uh, to the Phoenix Suns. So it was an inflated number for Phoenix, which has some issues defensively. Uh, I want to see if the market's maybe adjusting. If you're getting a little bit of a lower number there on Phoenix, I'd be curious to see what that's going to be because they do have Phoenix circled as a potential play on against New Orleans. They obviously haven't made a move yet. Haven't seen what it's going to be, but that was one that stuck out to me for tomorrow. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that one. I understand, JVT, that you have a uh, rookie of the year candidate that is a long shot that is emerging in your eyes. Uh, yeah, well, I think he's emerged. You just got to get this before the market gets wise to it. Uh, Mo Wagner, or excuse me, Mo Wagner, his brother, Franz Wagner, yeah. uh, has been absolutely incredible this season. I don't know how much you've gotten to watch from tonight. 28 points on 10 of 18 shooting, who is a second consecutive game with 19 or more points coming into tonight. An average of 14 points, 3.6 rebounds, and two assists on 49% shooting from the floor and 44% shooting from three. He's wow. as high as 40 to 1 to win rookie of the year still. And across the board, he's at worst the third best rookie in terms of some statistical categories. That's immense value for me on Franz Wagner. So I'm not, you know, we're in Nevada. We're not at a shop that offers that 40 to 1. You can find it at DraftKings at 40 to 1. I got him at 30 to 1. I think that is very much worth an investment at that price, considering what we've seen from this rookie class and where he's at right now. That's really, really interesting if you're able to play that there. Uh, JVT, I love talking hoops with you. Uh, Great stuff, uh, obviously, on the hardwood handicappers. And, yes, the college basketball betting guide as well. The hardest working man here at VEASAN, he is Jonathan Von Tobel. Talk to you soon, bud. I'm a dad, too, so just give me more credit. Yeah. (laughs) It's good to talk to you, bud. There he is, Jonathan Von Tobel. Watch him on the edge. Uh, that's 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time here on VSIN. And yes, make sure you are listening to episodes of Hardwood Handicappers every time they are released. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll take a look at some of those NBA plays coming up here on the Tuesday slate next. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Great conversation with uh, Jonathan Von Tobel as we talk about the under trend in the NBA. And there are a lot of theories as to why that's the case. Yes, the officiating has certainly been an issue as they are not giving those pump fake fouls anymore where players are trying to draw contact. They're not giving that. And they're letting defenses get, uh, they're being a little lenient with the defenses here. So a lot more contact happening. So that is a major reason why. Other reasons could be uh, the fact that teams and players are still making adjustments from bubble life to empty arena life to now back to full arenas. And I think that's, Real. You know, playing in the bubble, the depth perception was totally off. And it was actually improved where players said it was much easier to see the basket in the smaller setting that they played in in the bubble. We saw scoring go up. And then last season, playing in empty arenas uh, without the crowd noise and any distractions and things like that behind the basket, um, it was a little different. So now... You have the fans making noise in these arenas, and perhaps that distraction is causing teams to miss. The other theory is that the ball is different, and it is. It's the first year that Wilson has made the basketball. Spalding was the provider of the basketball for 30 years, over 30 years, until the NBA got a new deal with Wilson and Wilson is now the creators of the league's official basketball. Several players have come out and say that the ball does not feel any different, so that's not the case, but it's worth mentioning. Just like in Major League Baseball, when we talk about why are home runs down, and we can talk about the way that they doctored the baseballs and tried to have more drag uh, or less drag and 
all that stuff. So there's definitely something that could be said. I'd like to see a scientific breakdown of uh, last year's basketball to this year's basketball. You know, maybe there's someone that has already done that. Um, but yeah, I would say the officiating is probably the, the biggest factor. But the other thing to consider is that the overall shooting this past month, the expected field goal percentage by October standards is pretty much on pace for where we've always been in the month of October. You know, when you look at, and and the Action Network did a good job of providing a chart here, the corner three, the last five full seasons, has an expected field goal percentage of 57.5. The last five Octobers, it has gone down to 54.81. So far this October, it's actually up. It's 56.92. But the uh, restricted area, same thing. 58.82 for the full season. 57.68 in October. 60.2 this year. The mid-range has gone down. 38.01 the last five full seasons. 36.73 the last five Octobers. And this October, 36.61. And then the above the break three, 52.54 the last five full seasons, 51.8 the last five Octobers, 49.11 this October. So the trends, the last five years, have always shown worse shooting in October than the remainder of the season. So this does mean that we're probably going to have a regression to the mean. That, yes, unders were hitting coming into um, coming into Monday night. Unders were hitting at 63% on the season. 59 to 34. I don't think, just like JVT said, that means we start blindly betting unders. I think you have to look for spots where the totals are going to be adjusted that we're not going to see into the 220s, and instead you're going to see games that are going to be into the two-teens, right? 212, 215, 218, whatever, and take advantage of that with teams that you expect to score. I think that's worth the look, uh, is to expect this to eventually work its way back to the mean. And the overs will, the offense will get better throughout the course of this NBA season. Now let's take a look at the games coming up on Tuesday. Some lines not out yet. Some lines are. Here's what we have. The Bucks are four and a half point favorites at the Pistons. The Mavericks are a one-point favorite over the Heat. The Jazz, a nine-point favorite over the Kings. These are on DraftKings. The Suns, an 11-point favorite over the Pelicans. And the Lakers, 10.5-point favorites over the Rockets. A couple of these games don't have totals just yet. Lakers and Rockets is at 217.5. Kings and Jazz is at 219. And as JVT said, you have to 
keep the cautious approach when it comes to the Lakers. The Remember what happened in the last game that they just played against the Rockets where Houston actually outscored L.A. by 11 points in the fourth quarter, and the Lakers won that game by 10 when they had a much larger lead. So 10.5 is the line here in this one, and you certainly could be on the, the alert for a potential backdoor situation with the Houston Rockets once again. Uh, looking at that Suns-Pelicans game, it's a game that JVT circled. It's at 11 right now. Uh, the Suns, I I, I want to take them. 11's a high number. I want to pick on this Pelicans team. Pelicans lost to the Knicks, 123-117. Lost to the Kings, 113-109. Lost to the Hawks, 102-99. They beat the Timberwolves, 107-98. So now we're looking at their last four games in which this team has been competitive, which scares me. Still without Zion, but the last four games, they've been competitive. Uh, The first couple of games were not that great. They get blown out by the Sixers, blown out by the Bulls, and, um, well, they lose 96-89 to the Timberwolves. But then beating the Timberwolves, and then in the loss to the Hawks, Kings, and the Knicks, we're all competitive finishes. So 11-point dogs here on the road against the Suns. It's, a, it's an interesting number. Not exactly a number that sparks confidence uh, in me. I, I would have rather to see it less than double digits. I understand why. I mean, the Pelicans are bad. Suns are the Suns. But uh, it's, it's just it's a high number for me. Jazz laying the nine points over the Kings. Uh, the Kings can be a scrappy team. You know, they close game against the Mavericks they just lost, beat the Pelicans in a tough game. They beat the Suns by three. And then, you know, they were competitive against the Warriors. They were somewhat competitive against the Jazz. They beat the Blazers. So this is a team that can scare you. You want to lay nine against a team like that. That can scare you. Heat and Mavericks is interesting. I'd have to see the lineups in this one. The Mavericks are a one-point favorite right now on DraftKings. And then the Bucks four and a half against the Pistons, same thing. I'd got to see the lineups there because, in theory, I like Milwaukee to blow out Detroit. But got to know who's playing. Got to know who isn't playing. We'll hold off on NBA plays until we get to a little bit closer to uh, tip-off on Tuesday night. But speaking of Tuesday night, we could see a champion crowned in Major League Baseball. Or we could be headed towards a Game 7. Game 6 of the World Series on Tuesday night from Houston. The Braves and the Astros. Getting to it coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow along on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.